Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Brian Aguanta. He's a graduate research assistant at the University of Georgia. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Pleasure to be here. Your research looked at heat stress, and when I think about heat stress, I think of trying to improve ventilation, making sure the chickens are getting enough water. You zeroed in on coccidiosis. Why? Right. Well, heat stress and coccidiosis are both very expensive issues that the poultry industry has to deal with. So with heat stress, it's responsible for millions of dollars annually in economic losses for the U.S. poultry industry. And those losses are even greater. They're in the billions worldwide mm -hmm. due to coccidiosis. So looking at the known immunological effects of heat stress, it stands to reason that we should explore how heat stress interacts with diseases of poultry that are also of economical significance. Well, let's start with heat stress. What does it look like? I mean, it, it sounds like a pretty traumatic situation for a broiler flock, but specifically flocks that are under heat stress, what are we seeing? Well, heat stressed flocks will exhibit behaviors such as panting, reduced feed consumption, and reduced water consumption. And what that leads to eventually is diminished production characteristics. So you'll have lower body weights, less efficient feed utilization, higher mortality, and reduced egg quality. And so tell me about its relationship then with coccidiosis, or does it have a relationship at all? Well, we are trying to deduce possible immunological relationships between the two. Right now, most of the immunological research has been done with heat stress. It has known effects on the immune tissues of mm -hmm. broiler chickens. However, with coccidiosis, that research sort of isn't there. That's not an angle that's been explored. So tell me about the study that you set up. What exactly did you do? So we set up a study with 480 Cobb 500 male broiler chicks, and we exposed them to two treatment factors, heat stress and coccidial infection. Now for heat stress birds, we tested those with a control group that was raised at 25 degrees Celsius and a heat stress group that was raised at 35 degrees to test coccidial infection. We had half our birds uninfected and half our birds were infected. And what did you see? Well, we saw that in our heat stress birds, they exhibited an increased severity in the lesions of their lymphoid tissues. And um, in broader terms, this is indicative of an impairment in their immune function and therefore a handicap in their ability to handle disease. So this opens up the door for coccidiosis to uh, wreak more havoc with the flock? Theoretically, yes, and that's part of our research is we're going to explore the immunological implications of heat stress as it relates to coccidiosis. So were there any control measures involved for coccidiosis, whether they be vaccines or medications? Yes, so another component of the study we ran that wasn't a part of my research but was part of another student's research was that different treatment groups were assigned different coccidiostat treatments. So there was a non-medicated group, a group given menensin, and a group given nicarbazine. Brian, this sounds like an important issue, uh, but what would be the takeaway message for producers? So really my research is more exploratory in nature. So I'm trying to see the immunological consequences of heat stress as it relates to other infections that may occur during the production process. Now with heat stress, we see a decrease in the function of primary lymphoid tissues, that is the bursa and the thymus. These are the tissues responsible for creating the cells that fight infection in chickens. Now, my research opens doors for other people to come in, or uh, subsequent researchers, to investigate the effects of heat stress at the molecular level, the cellular level, uh, looking at stress management pathways. All sorts of things can be opened up by my research. And what's interesting to me is uh, having 
sat in on so many coccidiosis presentations over the years, I know that uh, generally coccidiosis pressure tends to be lower in, in the summer months because the buildings are open, you get more ventilation, the litter is not as wet and so forth. But um, it seems like your research uh, kind of turns that on its head a little bit because uh, heat stress is uh, very much tied to coccidiosis, isn't it? Well, yes, actually, there's been some interesting findings actually out of my lab from another student's work. We noticed that there was a decrease in oasis shedding, a significant decrease in birds that were heat stressed, and that suggests that exposure to heat stress actually induces some sort of protection against coccidiosis. Really? Yes. And what do you attribute that to? You know, we're not entirely sure. What had happened was we looked through the research and it's actually been recommended as early as I think the 1950s that heat exposure is a way to reduce mm -hmm. the impact of coccidial infection. However, since then no one's really picked back up on it in any significant degree and that's part of another uh, that's another aspect of my lab's research. But I guess there are also welfare considerations. You don't necessarily want to turn up the heat in the barn just for right. the sake Again, of con controlling coccidiosis. Because when you induce heat stress just for the sake of controlling coccidiosis, you're bringing about all the negative production impacts of heat stress with that, and the economical gains just aren't there to do that. So what's the next step? The next step would be to explore the effects of heat stress on the immunology of the broiler deeper than the histological level. So we're looking at gene expression, we're looking at the molecular level, we're looking at signaling hormones, these sorts of things. There's so much to learn about coccidiosis, it seems like it never ends. Right. Well, Brian, thank you so much for talking with us. We've been talking to Brian Aguanta. He's a graduate research assistant at the University of Georgia. Thanks again for your time.